Welcome to Full Core Press, and I'm Liam Griffin. Mac, your boy DeAndre Hopkins got in a fight with some of the 49ers the other day. What's going on down at NRG? I'm Mac Albach. That's why they have joint practices, Liam. So DeAndre Hopkins isn't fighting Will Fuller and his other teammates. You make an excellent point. NFL coaches would rather have their players fight against players from another team rather than being an inter-squad fight like what happened in Cleveland. All right, boys and girls, today I'm joined by my friend and passionate fan of the Houston Big Three, the Rockets, Texans, and Astros, Mr. Mac Albach. On today's episode, Jalen Ramsey makes a bold claim, Luis Severino's recent struggles, and another NBA player makes big headlines on CJ McCollum's podcast. We begin today with a storyline from Wednesday night. Fresh off five straight games with a home run, including three straight with a leadoff homer, Atlanta Braves rookie phenom Ronald Acuna Jr. was plunked in the elbow on the first pitch of Wednesday night's game by Marlins starter Jose Urena. Acuna would later lead the game, and the pitch resulted in both benches clearing, but no punches were thrown. Urena was ejected because of the pitch and later suspended six games for hitting Acuna. Mac, is six games enough of a punishment? I don't believe six games is enough punishment for Liam. I think he should be suspended more because, I mean, now, after all, he's only going to miss one start, and it was blatantly purposeful. I feel like it's kind of obvious why he did it. He just didn't want to face him. He's being a coward, and I feel like six games is definitely not enough. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, Ronald Acuna is one of the best young stars in the game. I, I'm honestly surprised he wasn't an all-star starter. If he was, I don't remember if he was an all-star or not, but... I, he's definitely going to be an all-star starter within the next few years. And I'm, uh, I think you mean is just being a coward. Like, you, you stated it perfectly. Coward. Because I'm, uh, I know he's not having a great season. No, maybe, Albeit the Marlins are having a disastrous season. But you still got to at least try. I mean, I'm trying to think. Luis Severino wouldn't... Oh, that's technically not true. Do you remember when Luis Severino threw at Mookie Betts on the first pitch of that game? I do remember that one. I mean, Severino didn't get tossed, but... uh. I remember Alex Cora came out and was blatantly arguing with the ump. He got tossed, and, and Severino didn't have anything done to him because it wasn't intentional and it didn't hit Mookie. But Urena, it was clearly blatant. I would argue that Severino's was blatant, but I'm a, it's just not enough. It really isn't. Except if the Marlins are really savvy, he doesn't have to miss the start. He can just start two days late. Yeah, it's I mean, just not enough. it's just a really extra rest. What's next? Uh, being as a man, you absolutely hate to see something like this happen to one of the game's great young stars. Said things weren't bad enough for the Yankees right now, given their hole in the division. He said, you know, isn't helping. Over his last seven starts, in which he's, in which many, he said, you know, it's just two for four in a, with a 7.50 ERA after blazing, after a blazing hot first half, in which many picked Severino to win the AL Cy Young. Liam, can Severino break out of his struggles? Well, first and foremost, I remember we talked about the Astros injury issues last week. I'm going to briefly bring up the Yankees. They still don't have Judge and Sanchez, and that's not helping at all, but uh, Luis Severino has done no- absolutely nothing to help the cause lately. He lost to the Mets the other day, one of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, I know he lost to the Red Sox, even after he threw to Buki Betts, but I'm a- Severino and the Yankees cannot use injuries and excuses, and I'm a- if the Yankees are going to get out of this hole in the ver- in the very unlikely event they do, they need Ace Luis Severino, because if they don't have Luis Sever- Ace Luis Severino, it's game over. They don't have any starting pitching without Ace Severino. Yeah, and the AL, like I said, are the top three teams, the Red Sox, Astros, and Yankees in that order. If the Yankees do not have Severino, I don't, th- I don't see them in the top five at all. Uh, yeah, you make Much an less in- top three. I mean, you make an interesting point, I mean, because you said the top three, Red Sox, Astros, Yankees. The Red Sox have good starting pitching. Chris Sale, always a beast. David Price is good. Rick Porcello's good, Nathan Nivaldi's good, Eduardo Rodriguez still hurt, but when he comes back, and uh, 
The Astros don't even get me started with how good their rotation is. But the Yankees' rotation is awful. Just awful. It's awful. Even with Severino, it is not good. But even with J-Hab, hand-foot mouth disease, CC Sabathia has gone down. Masahiro Tanaka is very inconsistent. Jordan Montgomery is out for season. I, as much as I dislike the Yankees, Severino needs to pitch like he did in the first half so the Red Sox can prove they can beat him. And believe me, I want him to pitch like that so the Red Sox can prove it. CJ McCollum's exactly. podcast seems to have a knack, knack to make big headlines. As earlier this week, Boston Celtics forward Jalen Brown stated on McCollum pod, McCollum's podcast that Boston was getting to the finals, no question about it. About it. Mac, does Brown have any right to say this? I do not think he has the right to say this. And while I do think they're the best team in the East, he's completely overlooking the Raptors and the Sixers. I feel like they also do have many questions about it. Those questions are if Kyrie Irving or Gordon Hayward can stay healthy. I feel like if they do that really good shot, you cannot just overlook Philly like that. Oh, not at all. I mean, Brown has some, if you ask me, it's 50-50. But the Celtics are without a doubt the favorites to win the East this year. My Celtics, in fact. Cause yeah. I'm a, especially with Kyrie and Hayward coming back. But I'm a, the Toronto Raptors just added a top five player in the league, Kawhi Leonard. And don't get me wrong, they lost to Marta Rosen. But uh, even with Kawhi, they're still a big threat. But in all honesty, I don't think Kyle Lowry can lead a playoff team to the finals. And I don't. Ka- yeah, I, mean, I don't even think he's an all-star anymore. Oh, not at all. I just I completely agree with that statement. And I'm a, for Philly, they need Markel Fultz. If Markel Fultz has a bounce-back year, I mean, there's definitely a chance that they can make a run to the finals. But uh, they need Markel Fultz they drafted, not the Markel Fultz from last year. But I'm a, exactly. unless, unless Kawhi can help Kyle Lowry become a playoff proper point guard, and I'm a... Markel Fultz can have a bounce back year. I really don't see anyone beating Boston. Yeah, there are arguments for both sides of this, but you definitely would be verified if they beat LeBron in Game 7. Oh, absolutely. On to the NFL. Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey made headlines this week by calling out several big-name NFL quarterbacks, saying that Joe Flacco, quote, sucks, Andrew Luck is not good, Bill Junkie Josh Allen is trash, and that former MVP and Matt Ryan is overrated. Liam, does Ramsey have a right to say any of this? Absolutely not. Don't get me wrong, Jalen Ramsey is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but has he won anything? No, and don't give me the fact that he's only been in the league for two years. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan almost won a Super Bowl. I, if you, in fact, if you ask me, he was one holding penalty shy of winning the Super Bowl. Because I'm a, do you remember I'm a, if they had a play that got them into field goal range taken back because of a holding penalty, they got knocked out, forcing them to punt, giving the ball back to Tom Brady, which is a... As a Patriots fan, very great idea for me, but terrible idea for everyone else. Uh-huh. And I'm a Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. I don't think he. he did, yeah. I certainly don't think he sucks. I mean, I definitely think his best years are behind him, to be completely honest. But I definitely uh-huh. don't think he sucks. And Josh, Josh Allen, we haven't seen what he can do yet. And I'm a Andrew Luck. He was decent when he played. He led the Colts to an AFC Championship game. The questions remain to be seen about whether or not he can uh-huh. bring it all back. So. No, Ramsey does not have the right to say any of this. He's been to one AFC Championship game. He's had one All-Pros. That means no Super Bowl appearances, no Defensive Player of the Years. Ramsey does not have any of the right to say any of this. Yeah, I mean, last time I checked, he had two playoff wins, and Joe Flacco had ten, including a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan is an MVP, and Jalen Ramsey is a 21-year-old cornerback with a big mouth. That's all I have to say. Yeah, he needs to win something before he calls out Flacco and Matt Ryan. What's next? Oh, it's my turn. Oh. Rumors flew around earlier this week that in the Pittsburgh Steelers' preseason opener against the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles, some deflated footballs were in use. 
However, rather than make a big deal out of it like they did three and a half years ago, the NFL is just shrugging it off. Mac, how big of a deal this, is this for Roger Goodell and the NFL's commissioner's office and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization? Um, I do not think it's that big of a deal just because it's a preseason game. I feel like if it was a, on a big stage like Tom Brady's was, then it would have had a big deal. Also, Tom Brady wasn't the one throwing the footballs. It was Mason Rudolph and Josh, Joshua Dobbs. So that's all I have to say. I mean, it could it could have been a big deal if they wanted it to be a big deal, but I'm, I'm kind of glad they're starting off because I don't want another play game. I mean, I don't think anyone wants another deflategate, Patriots fans included, but I'm going to at least find them. I mean, it's, yeah, if, yeah. if Tom Brady gets suspended four games for I'm, uh, using underly inflated footballs, which Mason Rudolph said wasn't even an advantage when I was reading into this, if Tom Brady's getting suspended four games, then the Pittsburgh Steelers should at least be getting fined. I mean, it's just ridiculous how big of a deal Goodell made about Tom Brady and how little of a deal he's making about Mason Rudolph. I don't care how big of a name Tom Brady is. I don't care how big of a name Mason Rudolph is. They, they The Pittsburgh Steelers need to at least get fined. I can understand that. Alrighty, time to play the most game where a word will be placed after the word most and we will debate categories in sports that apply to the phrase and today's phrase is most arrogant. How this is going to work is that we're going to simply name who we believe is the most arrogant player across all three leagues along with the most arrogant NFL coach, which which is what we're starting with. Who's the most arrogant NFL coach, Liam? I mean, you can take this a whole number of ways. I mean, I don't want to say Bill Belichick because he doesn't talk a lot. I don't really want to say Doug Peterson. He's kind of kept it quiet. I don't really want to say Dan Quinn. He kept it quiet. I'm saying Mike Tomlin. I called him the most overrated NFL coach a few weeks ago. I'm calling him the most arrogant. I mean, Mike Tomlin thinks his players are really good. He's got Big Ben. He's got Le'Veon Bell, who's leaving next offseason, don't get me wrong. He's still got him for now. He's got Antonio Brown, but I'm, uh, Mike Tomlin, he needs to win something before he can talk. But uh, it's just, there's just no way he can talk like that because he's only won one Super Bowl and none of them have come within the past decade. Yeah, I mean, when I think of NFL coaches, the word arrogance doesn't really come to mind. But if I had to choose one, I'd say John Gruden. And while I did hear reports when he was with Buccaneers coach that former Buccaneer Chris Sims said he was, quote, two-faced and unreliable, along with arrogant, I don't know how he's going to be with the Raiders this year, but that's who that's I pick. All right, yeah, I mean, arrogant doesn't really apply to coaches. It applies to players, and that's what's next. Who's the most arrogant NFL player? I got to go with Jalen Ramsey, and all my evidence is in the former. I mean, he's an unpro- I mean, he's relatively unproven. He doesn't have an all-pro, but, you know, he could just get injured one day, and he won't be anything. But, I mean, he's just talking to MVPs and Super Bowl champions like they're nothing, and I just think that's stupid. Oh, I completely agree. It is stupid, but I'm taking a different approach to this. I mean, there's big mouth arrogant. There's and there's action arrogant. If you ask me, I'm going with the action arrogant, and I'm saying Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams, who is still holding out. I think he should be happy with the amount of money he's getting. He's an NFL player for God's sake. They make millions and millions of dollars, and if anyone's holding out, it's just because of pure greed. I mean, millions third string quarterbacks make millions of dollars for God's sake. I mean. I don't think Donald has any right to be holding out right now. It just shows how arrogant he is and uh, how desperate he is to make money and become a big, big name. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just, just no. Aaron Donald does not have any right to be holding out. Next, who's the most arrogant NBA player? Oh, Draymond Green, without question. Draymond Green is has been riding Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson's tails the whole time. I personally don't even think he's an all-star. I mean, I've had a... Few friends tell me he is an all-star because of the defensive impact he makes. He averaged 
or, and what he does in terms of rebounds and assists. He, his stat line was very similar to that of Lonzo Balls, and people are calling Lonzo a bust and Draymond Green an all-star, which is complete, which is cock and bull, if you ask me. Because uh, I owe Draymond, don't get me wrong, Draymond's got a great resume, three NBA championships and a couple of all-star appearances, but don't get me wrong, I, Draymond has a huge mouth, and uh, he doesn't really have any right to be talking when he's because he's been carried by Steph, KD, and Clay. And yeah, soon, I'd Boogie. But if I thought another name, I'd say Kevin Durant. Especially this year, it's it's definitely noticeable how many skirmishes and technical fouls he's been getting this year just because he thinks he has, you know, big kahunas, if you want to say it. But he just, especially this year, it's kind of come out that he's everywhere. He's fighting, you know, Russell Westbrook, he's in Marcus Cousins' face. And I, I believe, honestly, if it went fist-to-fist, he'd lose all those fights. I don't think he has the right to do this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know those some uh, Barner Twitter accounts he's been using. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Who do, you, who do you think has more twin, burner Twitter accounts, KD or Colangelo? <laughs> I have to go with KD. Yeah, probably. Last one. Who's the most arrogant MLB player? I have to go with the Astros own Carlos Gomez. Astros legend. Huh. Um, as far as all, every time he gets double, which is rare, he just stands up and starts celebrating and uh, mocking the pitcher. And I feel like all the big hacks he takes just wanted to make himself look interesting and cool, even though he's not best player uh he's not the best player i'm gonna go with one who has been the best player in the past but is not right now bryce harper he should not be getting a 400 million dollar contract john carlos stanton should have gotten a big john carlos stanton got john carlos stanton's contract is way 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 way, way too big and people are talking about giving bryce harper 400 million dollars the man is batting 220 don't give me the he won the home run derby thing He's still batting 220. He's having a very bad year. He's absolutely not worthy of $400 million. Not in any way, shape, or form. I agree. Okay, time for the history lesson, boys and girls, where we honor great achievements that have happened on dates in the upcoming week. 51 years ago today, August 18th, one of baseball's rising young stars, Tony Canigliaro of the Boston Red Sox, took a fastball to the face from Angels pitcher Jack Hamilton. Tony C. eventually made a comeback, but never was his original self, and many wonder to this day what Conigliaro would have done had he never gotten hit. 18 years ago this Monday, August 20th, Tiger Woods became the first golfer in 47 years to win three major championships in a single season. Despite recent back problems, Woods continues to play hard at majors to this day. And he came very close to winning last weekend. 24 years ago this Wednesday, August 22nd, all-time great running back O.J. Simpson was linked to the murders of Nicole Simpson and John Goodman. However, Simpson has been since granted parole. Also, next Thursday, August 23rd, the sports world will wish an all-time great Laker, Kobe Bryant, a happy 40th birthday. Ten years ago this Friday, August 24th, the Summer Olympics in Beijing had a world record of nearly 5 billion viewers. About 70% of the world's population. 5 billion, that's something else. Okay, the show's almost over, so it's time for Who You Got, where we will spotlight one key matchup happening or player on the move in all three years. Except our first matchup will not be the NFL, it will be college football. Mac, who you got starting at QB for Alabama? Jalen Hurts or Tua Tagovailoa? I got Jalen Hurts just because of what he's done for that program over the last two years. While he did come short in the championship last season, I feel like what he did during the whole entire season leading up to the college football final pretty stellar, and I feel like he deserves it. I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he couldn't perform on the big stage, that's why I'm going with yeah. Tago Valoa, Tua, my man, I mean, 
Don't get me wrong, Hurts has a great legacy built around him, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick Saban implement a two-quarterback system with the Episcopal Zone Jalen Waddle at Alabama next year. And I'm a so even though Saban has two great quarterbacks, I really do see him starting Taga Wailoa with maybe putting Hurts at a in a slot wide receiver position. That's a spot I see working for him. If you know what I mean. That is interesting. Um, next up in the NBA, who you got having a bigger impact in their new home, DeMar DeRozan or Kawhi Leonard? Oh, DeMar DeRozan, without question. I mean, the Spurs were without their best player all last year and still made the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, they've lost in the first round, to the, but it was against to the Golden State Warriors, but they didn't have an all-star to complement LaMarcus Aldridge. Now they, now they have DeMar DeRozan, who, assuming Manu Ginobili comes back to play one more year, can be, who can mentor him how to win in the big, Winning the big time, and I'm a, their Spurs new center, Jacques, I mean, I'm going to say it again, Jacques Capertle can be mentored by Pagasol, but I really think Manny Ginobili is going to have a huge impact on DeMar DeRozan, and a, I really don't think Kawhi Leonard is going to have a big impact in Toronto. I still think it'll be a second-round exit against Philly, to be completely honest with you, Kyle Lowry. You just, they just can't win with Kyle Lowry. I don't care who he, ha- who he has around him, whether it be Kawhi Leonard, I know, I know there's no more LeBron tail, but still, they can't win with Kyle Lowry. I'm I'm gonna say it over and over again. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Well, I mean, this, the uh, Raptors should take a big gamble on Kawhi Leonard, and if he invests himself, I feel like they could be a top two or three seed in the East and go pretty far. But I mean, Kyle Lowry again—they've never yet gone far with him. And then Mark Rosen, more of a surefire guarantee than Kawhi Leonard. But I feel like if Kawhi Leonard invests himself, which is kind of questionable. Quite little, make a bigger impact. Oh yeah, it's very questionable. Being it remains to be seen whether or not Leonard wants to be in Toronto at all, because he has made it very public that he wants to be in LA. To be completely honest, last one in the MLB. Who you got over the next two days? Astros or Athletics? Gotta go with Astros, Liam. Verlander, Verlander's Cy Young material. I feel like they're gonna win that game. Uh, first of all, Chris Sale is Cy Young material more more so than Verlander. Secondly, I like the Astros to take the next two games. Is they're gonna be fired up after that walk off last night? Very heartbreaking loss. And I'm a, as a Red Sox fan, I want the Astros to be playing well so we can, so we can beat them when they're at their peak. But I'm a, they if they don't win over the next if they don't win at least one of the next two games, they're in trouble. That's right. Got a playoff race on our hands. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I don't think anyone expected this. That's it for today, boys and girls. I'm Mac Albach. I'm Liam Griffin. I'd like to thank Mr. Albach for being my guest today, and thank you for tuning in. Be sure to give this podcast a follow on Instagram at Full Court Press Podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, please DM the podcast on Instagram. Next week's guest must be willing to play in a fantasy football league. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week.